This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% off your jig order. Hello and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. This is Adventures with Outdoor Woman, and here's your host, Miss Susie Rowland. This is Adventures with Outdoor Woman podcast as part of the Paddle and Fin podcast, and I'm your host, Susie Roloff. Tonight, I've got another epic guest with me. I've got Miss Tracy Joseph, uh, who is actually originally from uh, my neck of the woods here in uh, Peoria, Illinois, but uh, now living in Florida, and she's got some amazing tales to uh talk with us uh, today. So Tracy, I'm going to let you take it away and tell everybody a little bit about you, how you got into everything and your wild and crazy adventures you've had the last couple of days. Sure thing. Thank you, Susie Q. Well, I started off fishing probably like most of us did with our father when we were kids and back in Peoria in the Illinois River, the Glen Oak Lagoon. Yep. And I'm sure you've been there. And uh, Mainly it was just bluegill catfish, that type of thing. Then I grew up and went away to the military and relocated down in Texas. And I never fished. I could count them on one hand how many times I fished. And everyone says, oh, Texas, giant bass. But I lived there like 29 years close to and probably fished about five times. And it was just with live bait. Didn't know what I was doing. So... I retired in 2016 and moved to Florida just to uh, help take care of some family issues here. But uh, I had been a long distance runner, marathon runner, and had an autoimmune disease 
uh, rear its ugly head. So I had to find a new hobby. And hey, I'm in Florida. I might as well fish. So I started hitting the salt water over on the coast, just basically fishing off of piers or the bank or whatever. And I got my first kayak so that I could get out into the Mosquito Lagoon and start catching some redfish because I'd seen them online and they looked like a lot of fun. And so I fished mainly saltwater for the first year. And I was also still working. This is before I retired. So I had a job in Dallas and I had a home in Florida and I was coming back and forth every week. Oh, wow. Yeah, I worked a three-day work week, mind you. It was a three 12-hour shifts. And then I'd have four days off. So I'd come back here, I'd do some fishing, then fly back to Dallas and work. So the drive to the coast for my fishing kind of was cutting into my fishing time. So I decided I was going to start hitting some ponds and fresh water just that's right here in my neighborhood or really close by, out of convenience mainly. So I have my kayak. It's a little Weber special walmart which it was a great kayak you know it did serve its purpose so i'm going to get that kayak out in these fresh waters here in florida and i get down there and getting ready to pull it into the water and there's a 10-foot gator (laughs) so (laughs) kayak goes back on top of the car i get into the car and i leave (laughs) and i continue bank fishing and pier fishing and docks or whatever it took me at least one year to get up the gumption to get in that kayak and into that fresh water, (laughs) which I finally did it. And, you know, I've been around the gators quite a bit now and you kind of learn their habits. Don't ever take them for granted, but you know, I I think I've told you I pack a pistol and never had to pull it, never had to use it, not even close, but uh, just respect the gators and they stay out of your way. So Back to my bank fishing and all, it took me six months to catch my first bass. That is no lie. I fished probably three or four times a week. Lake Monroe, St. John's River, every little pond along the freeway, and I got nothing. We were on vacation in the RV, and the, one of the places we stayed at had a little bass pond down there. So I put on a shaky head and I called it a zoom dinger because I didn't know my baits back then and threw that thing out and I got my first bass. And from then on, it just seems like everything fell into place. Click, click, click. And they started biting and I started learning and man, I've come a long way and now I'm addicted and I've started doing some of the KBF challenges and lucky tackle box and fish like a girl and i'm still waiting to do my first live tournament so that's coming up awesome awesome what uh what is that first tournament gonna be well i was watching the kbf chad hoover had a little video announcement the other day on facebook and he said there's going to be a florida open and it's going to be headquartered in palm bay which is less than an hour for me Oh, nice. So, yeah, naturally, I want to do it because awesome. I need to get in there and get some real experience because the national championships, you don't want to go into that as your first tournament. <laughs> yeah, maybe not, but 
<laughs> go big or go home, right? <laughs> hey, that's big. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that uh, that looks like that should be a lot of fun. So, um, yeah. And uh, you've also uh, been uh, into uh, creating your own uh, videos and have quite the uh, YouTube channel going now. And uh, looks like you've got like just over uh, 3,000 subscribers already. That's yep. awesome. Yep. That was kind of a, just kind of a mistake, not a mistake. I mean, an accident. I had, I have a sister back there up in Morton, one of my younger sisters, and she's a bigger bass fisherman than I am. And basically I've watched her catch all these giant bass for the last 10 years, her and her two sons. So uh, I created the YouTube channel once I started catching fish so that I could show her and she and her husband would tune in and watch and, and I'm catching little dinks, you know, and they've caught seven and eight pounders. But that's how it got started. It was for Lisa. And it was a public page. And next thing I know, it's like, hey, subscribe, subscriber, subscriber, and comments. And then it just became fun. And now it's like motivation. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So uh, tell us about your setup, you know, uh, what do you use? Uh, what programs do you use to uh, edit your videos? Uh, how much time does it take you to do all this? Well, it's roughly if I fish for four hours, I have four hours of editing. It's uh, I use GoPros. I have four of them. I have one on the front looking at me. I have one on the back looking in front of me. I have one on my chest that Basically, it's there for close-ups of the fish in the basket and for the audio. And then I have one camera that I dunk underwater when I release them. So, yeah, it's from the four cameras, you come into the desktop and I'm running Adobe Premiere and I use Adobe After Effects and Adobe Photoshop for the thumbnails. So it's a pretty long process and, you know, everyone does it differently. There's cheaper programs. There's simpler programs but i prefer the adobe just because it is so powerful yep. and you can really clean up the videos and do the slow motions and the close-ups and make it real exciting you can tell a good story with that so i'm awesome. a, i'm an adobe fan i've tried three or four other programs and i've come back to adobe and it even though it's so dang expensive it's <laughs> worth it yeah well, I mean, yeah, with what you're putting up uh, online, I, I'd say it's definitely worth it. Like to watch your videos, especially when you duck your camera in there to watch the release. Those are pretty awesome, too. So that's yeah. my favorite part, watching those big girls swim away. Oh, my goodness. Right. Well, speaking of big girls, you've recently caught um, two personal bests, like almost back to back. Uh, talk about those. Yep. I uh the first one was on October 18th and fishing in grass and just a county pond and threw on a spinner bait. And oh my goodness, that thing, when it hit it, I knew it wasn't a log. You know how most people say, I thought I snagged a log. Uh-uh. No, no, no. This thing, I set that hook and it pulled right back down. It was a good battle. That one was eight pounds, two ounces. Oh, man. Yeah, and it was, once I got it to the boat, it was already worn out. Those big old fish, they wear out quick, I think. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was able to net it, 
get a good weight on it. I, uh, you know, I had my measuring hog trough out and I was so excited that I forgot to even put it on the measuring board. It, oh, no. So, yeah, I mean, and then I released it. And then four days after that, I'm in the same lake. And this time I'm throwing, I'd already been out in like three or four hours and just got a couple of fish. The bite was really slow. And I threw on a white fluke, weightless, just because they weren't hitting much else. And threw that white fluke on top of the grass, did a twitch, twitch, and bam, <clears throat> that fish. And I knew right then it was probably bigger just from the boil. And sure enough, it was two ounces bigger. So uh, 25 inches and eight pounds, four ounces. Oh my God. And that one, when it released, it swam away with a huge splash. She just kicked and just took off. That one I had to lip because I I couldn't get it in the net. It just wouldn't fit in the net. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So when I get that double digit, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to lip it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was an exciting week. and Oh, I bet. And I'm pretty sure there's a double digit coming my way from that same body of water. It's oh, phenomenal. I, yeah, with, with the two you caught that were, you know, eight pounds as it is. I mean, us here, you know, in the northern states, you know, we can't even fathom catching an eight pounder. You know, we'd be lucky to get, you know, a six, seven pounder, but like eight or even a double digit. That's like been unheard of for like a long time. So Just so exciting. <laughs> You need to come down here, Susie Q. Oh, my gosh. I know. Like, so bad. I want to make a road trip down there and just, yeah, and just go fishing. And I definitely want to try for redfish because I've seen a lot of videos and a lot of people talk about that as well. And definitely got to try my hand at some saltwater fishing, too. I think the redfish, I call them the saltwater bass. Oh, yeah. They're just as good of fighters, man. They take it and you hear drag peeling. They're strong fish. Nice. And they're gorgeous. Right? Yes. Yeah. The colorations on them and everything are just amazing and outstanding. Well, yeah, we got to talk to you a little bit at the uh, Worldwide Women's Fishing Federation. Um, We were about, uh, I think it was Sunday when we were talking for a little bit. But uh, overall, looking back at everything, um, how did you uh, think the event went? Man, it was awesome. It went better than I think any of us expected. Just uh, the connections. To, for me, that was the best part, was connecting with 49 other ladies that some I'd already kind of known but had never met, but some complete strangers. Some were subscribers to my channel. It was amazing. And to have someone like Christine there to teach you, I mean, yeah. who gets that? I mean. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely awesome. I know we are definitely looking forward to uh, getting things planned and together for next year. So yeah, that was definitely an awesome experience. Um, Let's see here. Other things we want to talk about. What is uh, your favorite technique or bait that you like to use? I'm a soft plastics person just because in Florida, that is what works. But the spinnerbait for me has been kicking it pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to be uh, the Rage Craw, Rage Lobster to be exact, and a Senko, a Fluke. When I go down to Felsmere, it's Fluke, Fluke, Fluke. 
but uh, I'm not much into crankbaits just because I don't get the opportunity for deep water down here. Mm-hmm. So, and you try running a crankbait through hydrilla, it doesn't work too well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, based on a lot of your videos, looking at it, it doesn't look like there's much open water. And when there is, it's not a whole lot. So, nope, and it's not deep. Yeah. And yeah. there have been a couple of deep lakes I fished, and I just I felt lost. <laughs> so, when we went up to the WWFF and we got to fish Taney Como, 40 feet deep, oh my gosh. I mean, I had fun there. I had a really good time, even though the bite got tough after that flood. But yeah, that just that deep, cold water. I caught my first smallies up there. Just fantastic. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting, you know, talking to people who are used to kind of the shallow, um, murky or uh, weeded uh, areas to fish. And then when they go to these bigger bodies of water that are open and clear and deep, you're like, this is a whole new world out here. I don't even know what to think or do. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yep, a lot of different changes, a lot of different things to consider. Um, let's see here. What else did I want to ask you? Um, as far as your setup goes on your kayak, I see you've got um, some kind of foam um, floaties on your rods and stuff. Have you ever had experience losing rods before? Oh, well, I've lost... Well, I've had three go over and one sank. I didn't retrieve one, but, uh, you know, I'm reaching to the back of the kayak and the, the handles got caught on the other handle and pulled a second rod out with it and poof, down it went. And it's not that it was so deep that I couldn't retrieve it. You know, it was the alligator thing. I'm like, nope, I don't want that rod and reel. Yeah. So yeah, I got the cheap little floaties from Walmart. And since the one rod lost, I've had two go over. And they float, so you can just snatch them right back out of the water. Nice, yeah, that's that's really clever. Um, have you ever had any alligators um, like chase after any fish that you've caught before? I did one time. I was bank fishing, and I was on actually the expressway right through downtown Orlando, and it was in during mating season. And I hooked a big bass and I was reeling it in and there had been a gator perusing back and forth watching me. So my fish jumps out of the water. It's splashing. The gator sees it. He starts swimming for it. And right as the fish got close to the bank, it came off and it was flopping on the side of the bank and the gator started really cruising in. I said, okay, he's going to get the fish. It's off my hook. So whatever. No, he went right past that flopping fish and, came out of the water and flew up the side of the bank. So at that point, I turned and ran because I, I can't really shoot a pistol on the freeway, you know? <laughs> so I just I just left. Oh, man. Oh, wow. It was probably about a probably four to five footer. It could have put a hurt. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty fast on land, too. So I didn't even want to give them a shot. Right. But yeah. that's it. That's the only time I've ever had one swim towards me. I've had yeah. them sw- pop up out of the water and kind of watch me, but never approach me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely uh, all about learning, uh, respecting uh, nature and keeping uh, some For pretty sure. Areas. I mean, you know, we, we don't have gators up here, but we definitely have swans. And, man, you don't mess with swans when, uh, especially they got their babies up here. You get to yep. post 
people come and they'll attack you. <laughs> you got snakes too. You got water moccasins. We do. I've never seen one up here before. We got a lot of the um, the northern water snakes. They are kind of um, their colorations remind me of like moccasins, but they're not quite the same. Um, okay. But I think they're a bit further south. I mean, I know that they are and could be around here, but I haven't encountered one. Um, but I see them all the time in like the low hanging branches uh, of trees uh, that are close to the water. And then if there's like rock piles, I'll see them sunning out there all the time. And then uh, when I go to Immaquan a lot, I'll see uh, river otters all the time too. Oh, so yeah. Really fun to get to watch those guys, but uh, nothing near as uh, frightening as an alligator. <laughs> we do have some big water moccasins down here, too. I saw one down in Fellsmere that was probably the size of probably a baseball, that diameter. Ooh. Humongous. Jeez. And it was coiled and just sunning right there on the bank as I, I was approaching that bank and I said, oh, no. I'll go on down down the stream a little. And and there was one I almost stepped on out there, a little one. I had gotten out and did some bank fishing and was coming back to my kayak, and he was right there. And I didn't see it until I watched the video back. Oh, man. Yeah. So you didn't even know it was there until you watched the video? Nope. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a, a scare. <laughs> I'm going to stay in my kayak from now on. <laughs> right. Well, hey, you never know. I mean, they could get up in your kayak, too. They do. They do. They're <laughs> aggressive, those water moccasins. Oof, man, you got to be careful with those. <laughs> yes, you do. Well, speaking of safety and everything, I know you created a video, um, looks like back in um, May 1st, um, and you showed people uh, not only flipping your kayak and falling out of it, but how to get back up into it. Um, what would you say about that experience? I think it's something that everybody that kayak fishes needs to do because it was an eye opener. It was much harder than I thought. I was in shape. I didn't have a hurt shoulder back then. And I thought, oh, piece of cake. You know, if it, everybody always asks, can you get back in that? Oh yeah, I'm sure I can. Well, Susie, I did, but barely barely and I had to work my tail off and yep. right now with a little bit of an injured shoulder uh-uh it wouldn't happen so since that exercise I have purchased one of those emergency little ladders it's like a nylon type rope thing yep and you tie it on one side of your kayak and then loop it over the kayak and then just step right up like a ladder Yep. So that is in the back of my seat. It's tucked in and secured. So if I ever do go over, I'll have to use that. Yep. But it was definitely an eye opener. <laughs> I bet. I bet. And I mean, you know, you've got kind of a smaller kayak, you know, compared to, you know, yes. what these top uh, competitors do, you know, I mean, especially with like a Hobie Pro Angler, you yes. know. Once those things are flipped over, like, and if they got water in them, they're going to be near impossible to flip back over. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, something to keep in mind and something to consider. And I've actually got one of those little ladder things as well. Um, it's just I'm yeah, not sure I could flip one of those back over to, uh, yeah, to get I, back in it. Right. Yeah. I'm my, certain I couldn't. Yeah. My outback I could, but a pro angler, especially if it was fully loaded, I don't think there'd be any way possible, you know? Yeah. 
if I'm like in Banner and I'm in like, you know, thick weeds and stuff like that, no, that is just not going to happen. You know, I mean, especially if I've got gear on there, it could yeah. get all added up and everything. So yeah, definitely uh, <laughs> things to consider with that as well. Yeah. My little kayak is 62 pounds. Oh, and yeah. if I had to, I could just egress the drive, but Mm. And actually leaving the drive, I didn't do it with the drive in, but if you have that pedal drive in, you just reach up when it's flipped over and grab the bottom of the drive and it acts like a lever. Uh, and pull it right over. It's super easy. Somebody let me know after that video. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great information. Right. So yeah. the drive might help a Hobie as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or at least something to grab onto if you've got some rough conditions and everything too. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, anything else you want to note about like your, your setup or like what gear? Oh, you I could talk about my kayak a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I got it in, like I said, I had the little Weber special first for a year and then I decided I wanted to get a pedal craft because I really started getting into the fishing. So did some online research on my main concern was the weight of the kayak because I'm small and I got to do it by myself. Yep. So I went up to Jacksonville to do some demos. I, I demoed, a, I think it was a Hobie Sport and mm -hmm. the Native Slayer 10, since they're both about the same size. And I ended up going with the Native, which I'm just in love with that kayak. It's been a dream the whole three years I've owned it. I mean, it's perfect. Fits me to a T. I've got it outfitted. Everything has a place. It's just big enough, but not too big. And, uh, of course, the pedal drive is a game changer as far as oh. fishing. <laughs> I will never not have a pedal drive kayak. Yep. Just amazing. Yep. Yep. I can, uh, I can definitely agree. Um, this coming Saturday, um, which will be, um, what is that, the second or uh, no, it's the, yeah, it's the second. Um, I'm going to be driving up to uh, Quest Water Sports in Ottawa, and uh, the Orange Crush is uh, going to be traded in. Oh, yay. Right? I'm like, yay, and sad at the same time, because, you know, the Orange Crush was like, you know, like the pinnacle of, like, you know, competition for me, because that's what took me to the national championship in 2017, you know, and yep. been with me for so long, but I'm like, you know, I'm I'm ready for an upgrade, I'm ready for a little bit bigger boat, a bigger seat, <laughs> more storage, and just, I'm, I'm ready for an upgrade, so. And you're yeah. getting the pro angler? I am, I am Ooh. indeed, so, yeah! <laughs> Big it's time. A bit bigger, but you know, I mean, hey, it's it's gonna be really great for me. It's it's really versatile, and I'm super excited. So. Awesome! Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, I got a lot of winter projects going on. Um, you know, because this week uh, the temperature is gonna start changing after today. We're gonna be going to the mid 40s and low 30s at night. So I think uh, fall is kind of on its way out. <laughs> Oh, so is Florida in your future when you retire by chance? I mean, it's quite possible. I mean, you know, seeing all the fishing you have down there, either Florida or Texas, one of the two. I mean, as long as there's big bass to catch, uh, yeah. I in so. Florida, it is all year long. Oh, see. You'll see me going down to the Everglades here in a few oh, weeks. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yep. I, oh I'm so jealous. <laughs> yep. The uh, last time I was in Florida was, 
Gosh, it has been a really long time. I think it was like when I was in high school. <laughs> I think we did a family vacation down there and I haven't been back there since. So uh, definitely need to uh, get down there again and definitely do some fishing and uh, definitely uh, chase after some redfish. There you go. That's a good plan. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Now, um, you talked about going fishing by yourself all the time. Um, are there any um, local clubs or uh, organizations around you that you've been kind of looking at maybe getting involved with at all? Believe it or not, I haven't. Just no. for one thing, I really enjoy going by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I mean, it's fun to take other people fishing, but... There's just something about being out there alone, and it's kind of my happy place. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I totally get you with that, you know, and I was kind of on the other side of things um, when I first got it starting, when I first got started, because, um, you know, I'd be out there by myself, and I'd kind of worry a little bit just, you know, being a woman by myself out there, but uh as I've kind of done it more and more, you know, I've, I've come to really value and enjoy that, that solo time. Cause it just kind of gets me away from everything and everyone and gets a lot of me time. And right. of course, you know, I, I still do like to, um, uh, you know, have that uh, camaraderie with other anglers if I do get the opportunities, but, uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, can uh, value the uh, the solo trips as well. Now, if there were women bass fishermen down here, it would probably be a different story. <laughs> like when I go to new places, I kind of wouldn't mind having company if it's somewhere I've never been before. Just like you said, for security or safety. Mm-hmm. But there aren't that many women bass fishermen in Florida, believe it or not. That's surprising, you know, for for being the fishery that it is, you know. If they're out there, they're not advertising. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple, like there are a couple of other ladies that are on the uh, Native Pro staff team with me. They're both saltwater. They'll oh. come fish bass with me, but they're salt girls, you know. Right. So it's just, there's, I haven't found anyone that fishes bass as much as I do that is out there, you know, I'm sure they are. All and right. I fish with subscribers on occasion too. I'll get offers from subs and that's fun. That's awesome. Yep, yeah. That's a good time. Yeah. Awesome. Have you had any, um, uh, besides, you know, having people, uh, fish with you for with subscribers, have you had any interesting experiences or, um, feedback or, um input from subscribers that have uh you know helped you out too with your youtube channel oh i get every time i go fishing if there's somebody fishing they've seen my channel and the first few times i was blown away i'm like oh my god this couple came down from boston because of me they came down to florida on vacation and went to felsmere and the wife caught a personal best bass And they happened to see me in the parking lot as we were all loading up. They said, oh, my God, it's Ola. Can we get pictures? And it was hilarious. So I get recognized everywhere I go. If I'm on the lake and someone's out there in Florida, I get recognized up in Illinois. That's awesome. My sister always promotes my channel, the, the other bass fishing she at her work she'll oh yeah you need to check out my sister's channel and they'll what's the name old lady angler oh we're already subscribed (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it's just kind of funny to be a little local celebrity. Right. Yeah, that's that's really, really awesome. I mean, and I do get some good offers from subscribers on fishing spots. Oh, yeah. Well, all all right. the time. Yep. Awesome. Well, that's definitely a good way to um, build upon, you know, just, you know, community connections and just. Sure in general you know um because you know some people who might be starting out like at the wwff event you know they're getting out there for the first time and they may not even know where to start you know um so just kind of having that uh insight to everything too is definitely good <laughs> yeah i get tons of questions from there lots of ladies that are just starting out and on my youtube channel that's one thing i really try to do is if someone reaches out i I reach back, you know, I want to stay in constant contact with everybody that has a question or a comment. And so far I'm able to do that. So I know me as a viewer, when I watch someone else's channel, if I leave a comment, I'd love a reply, you know, so mm -hmm. I make a point to, to hit each and every person that hits me up. Awesome. That's, that's, that's outstanding. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, for those of, uh, for those of you who are listening, um, if you're wanting to subscribe, um, that is old lady angler on YouTube. Uh, you can find Tracy's fishing on there. Um, she's got tons and tons of videos on here. Um, uh, like we were talking about, you know, flipping her kayak, showing how she did that and got back in it, other techniques and tricks. Um, I mean, if, if you can think it, she's probably done it on there. So uh, definitely take a look on there. And uh, any other uh, social media channels uh, you're, you're on, Tracy? Yeah, I have uh, Old Lady Angler Instagram as well. And if I don't put up a video, sometimes I'll just put up a little snippet. Because I don't put up every single time I fish just because, mm -hmm. oh, my God, it's too much. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I'll either... <laughs> Usually I'll do a YouTube video, but if not, I'll throw something up on Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. Good deal. And they can also reach out to me on Instagram much easier. Oh. My email is oldladyangler at Gmail, and I don't have a problem giving that out either. If anybody wants to contact me, it's pretty easy. Awesome. Awesome. Good deal. Well, besides the, uh, the Florida Open coming up, any other plans uh, for the future? Um, the national championship, I did qualify for the 2020. Yeah, I was, oh my God, I worked so hard, so hard at the, I just was doing the monthly challenges and I've done every one that they've had wow. and I got August finally got me qualified. I got second place with oh. 102, 103 and a half inches. Oh my God. But it was down to the last hour. There was the third place was out there fishing and he's posting fish. I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's going to catch me, but he did. So I am in. Right. That, that's always the worst too, is like, you know, when you, when you start getting competitive, competitive, you know, I'll be sitting and watching tourniacs and be like, all right, who's, who's out there, <laughs> who's got something. And then somebody will post something and then I'll be like, Oh no. And then I'm like, no. <laughs> Yep, I've been there every <laughs> month just about in Florida. Oh, my God. These guys are competitive down here. Yeah. The guys that live in South Florida. Right? Well, I mean, gosh, like, I've come kind of close to a 100-inch limit. My personal best one-day limit 
actually happened this year. I was down in uh, Newton, uh, Newton Lake, Illinois, and I got 94.75 inches. Wow, that's today. amazing for up that there. Was an amazing day. I had two 20 inch fish in like one city, and I was like, what just Dang. happened? <laughs> So, I mean, it, it can happen if you hit the, you know, certain lakes just right. But, man, who to get a 100-inch limit, oh, that would be that would be amazing. Of course, you guys probably have it all the time down there. So, it's just like. Yeah, nothing. just about every month. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's very competitive. We got some, some crushers down there in the right? Everglades. Well, you guys just got big fish, too. So Yes, <laughs> yes. But you got to put the time on the water. And, and like, right. if you go down to Felsmer, that's not an easy paddle. That's a 10-mile day wow. to go find fish. Yeah, you got to paddle pretty far to get clear water. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's right now. I'm hoping with the winter, the algae blooms will die off and the water will clear up. And then you don't have to go but a couple miles. But right now, it's a 10-mile paddle. Wow. <laughs> and it's horrible if the wind is, comes up. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yep. Yeah. But so yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> With the uh, national championship, uh, are you gonna do some pre-fishing? Gonna plan a, you know, spending some time beforehand? Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I had planned to get up there on the tail end of this last vacation, but we had to change some stuff around. So I have actually, I'm gonna go up and do a guided fishing trip because I have no idea about this lake. So I had scheduled a guided fishing trip on a boat with a guide, just one-on-one. -on -one. But uh, so that deposit's still good. So I got to get up there and use it in the next six months. Gotcha. So I'm going to go up probably in November or March. And then for the national championship, I might be up there two weeks early. I don't know. Yeah. Just because yeah. I'm retired and I can. So I might go on up and just learn the lake a little bit yeah yeah i'm uh definitely planning on getting down there probably about uh, um i think maybe march 28th or 29th i think it'll be that friday is when i drive down i think it's about a nine hour drive um which isn't too bad um louisiana was like 11 and a half for me this year so you know only two hours different yeah. but uh yeah and it's it's such an expanse of water to fish, you know, I mean, Kentucky Lake, you know, is a beast in itself, you know, and then you look at Gunnersville and it's just like, yeah, there's a lot of water with that. Yep. Too. So yeah, it's just going to be, you know, figuring out where to launch, you know, where to try to find fish, finding a pattern, you know, and just figuring them out, you know. I've already started researching it. I started researching it before this trip, just trying to figure out where to even start. So I've got about four starting places that All right. <laughs> yeah, that I'm intending so to pre-fish. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that'll be uh some of my winter projects coming up. Uh, I got to start cleaning all my gear, uh take inventory, you know, see what stuff I kind of need to switch out replace um need to change some hooks on a lot of different things uh gotta get some maps um for gunnersville and then um, one of my biggest struggles right now is um still learning how to incorporate uh maps online and putting them in my actual fish finder 
I still struggle with that quite a bit. Um, but I know, um, was it Jay Wallen or Ron Champion that had a couple of videos on how to like um, save your waypoints and then um, uh, import them in on your fish finder. So that'll be one yeah. project I'll be working on this winter. Because, you know, that's definitely an area that I still struggle in. But, you know, I, I feel that if I were to, you know, really get familiar with it and be more comfortable with it, you know, it's going to help me more in the future too yeah so. the electronics are crucial and that's <laughs> one thing that i have to upgrade as well i, I think santa's bringing me a new fish finder but uh Ooh. <laughs> yeah learning how to use it and using it to my advantage is going to be the key yes yep yep what uh what unit are you uh, looking at right now um possibly a ray marine element seven okay gotcha and I'll have the Navionics on it and mm -hmm. be yep. ready to go. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, there, there's this um, kind of GPS puck uh, at, uh, piece of equipment that I can use with uh, my Lawrence unit. And it's supposed to help uh, fine tune my GPS tracking. So that way, when I'm on the water... Um, since I don't have it right now, I'll notice that my lines of where I've been will kind of move on me. Yeah. And with this puck thing, it'll just, it'll all always stay in one place and it won't drift. It'll always keep me exactly where I'm at because it feeds off of the satellites a lot better and fine tunes okay. on my. Okay. So, yeah, which is really key too because, I mean, if you come up upon a rock pile, you know, and you want to fish it, and of course you're going the wrong way, and you need to turn around. You want to make sure that your fish finder is showing you exactly where you are. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> All these little details just to fish out of a plastic bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, after the championship, uh, anything else uh, you got uh, insights for next year? I hope that I can do a couple of the trail events with mm -hmm. KBF or even maybe find some other tournaments to do live tournaments. Mm -hmm. The challenges, they've been fun for this past year, but I really like the idea of a one day tournament or a two or a three day or whatever live on the water. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedules for next year, too, you know, with my local clubs and then the Hobie events, the KBF Trail events, you know, there's there's a lot of good fisheries that uh, these events are hitting up next year. So it's just yeah. a matter of figuring out, you know, all right, which ones are actually feasible, <laughs> you know. You're a busy lady. I saw you all over the place last this past year. Yeah, this past year was insane. Like from the second week of April all the way to end of May, I was gone practically every weekend. Wow. <laughs> it was nuts. <laughs> and then uh, July, I was just like, okay, I need to like take a little bit of a break. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy, but it, it was still awesome. You know, I'm sitting here and I can't believe, you know, it's already October 27th, you know, and I'm like, man, like, it's going to be November here soon. Like, where did this summer go? It's, it's gone. It's gone. And we're coming up on winter already. And I don't want to, yep. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I definitely got some good projects to work on this winter and, uh, got definitely going to start doing a lot of, uh, research 
I'm planning for the championship and uh, also get my new kayak ready too. Yes, ma'am. I have two more goals that I'd like to achieve by the end of the year. Oh yeah. One of them, I do this one every year. It's a thousand bass catch 1000 bass. And with today's catches, I am sitting somewhere around 922. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to make that one. And the other one is to land that double digit. Oh, I'm yeah. getting close to that one too. So oh. if I can do those before the end of the year, I'll be a happy fisher. <laughs> right. I definitely think those are very accomplishable goals for you. I mean, I can definitely see the thousand bass and then the double digit. Oh yeah. That's going to happen. That's <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, that's kind of all the questions I have for you right now. Um, do you have anything else that you want to kind of add or throw in? Um, just uh, one other thing I'd like to do more of next year is maybe do a little more traveling. I would love to get on some more smallies. I just uh-huh. fell in love with those fish on the Buffalo River and at Lake Taney Como. Oh, my goodness. What fierce little fighters. And I'd well, I caught a PB, of course, because I'd never caught a smallie before, but it's two pounds, three ounces. So I'd like to beat that PB. There you go. There you go. Well, um, you know, there's a lot of smallmouth fisheries I'm going to be at this year. So, uh, you know, Lake St. Clair, um, a lot of places. In- That's one place I need to go right there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe it's June. Is it June 8th? Um, next year, um, let me bring up my calendar here. The uh, it's a combined event with uh, KBF and uh, Michigan Kayak Trail. June sixth, Saturday, June sixth. Okay. Calendar that. Oh my God, that fishery is amazing. That's where I caught my personal best smallie, and that thing was. I think it was everybody's every bit of six. I know that. Wow. Uh, it just wasn't right. And then it, it, it just, it dwarfed my, my, uh, catch board. It I saw that. So yeah. Fat. It was so fat. So yes, that is definitely a fishery that I would highly suggest you go to. And I uh, have some trips planned out. They're not planned yet, but I'm planning to go to Maine too, a few times. Oh, so I'm sure there's some smallie fishing up there. I'm going to call Heather Swindler. Yes. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. I, I lived in Maine um, a couple of years uh, back in 2009 through um, part of 2011, just shy of two years, but I never did any fishing out there. I was doing uh, uh, outdoor education uh, programs out there and of course I had to move back home, but I looked back and I was like, man, why didn't I like have the fishing addiction like I did now back then? Right. <laughs> But it was still an awesome experience. But yeah, Heather would definitely be a, a good contact for you to uh, get some uh, good fishing up there as well. Yep. Yep, yep. All right. Well, if you don't have anything else, um, I think we'll probably leave it at that. Um, do you have any uh, sponsors that you wanted to highlight or think? I am not sponsored. I'm just on the native pro staff. The and uh, that's about it. Yep. All right. 
Well, good deal, good deal. Well, yeah, everybody. Um, thanks again, Tracy, for coming on with me tonight and uh, talking about yourself and your uh, fishing adventures. And uh, we'll uh, talk with everybody else here. So uh, thanks again for listening to the Adventures with Outdoor Woman podcast. Thank you. Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout out to our show sponsors, Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at lovelandcanoe.com. Hammered Lures, our man Eric Richards, making some pretty epic baits. You can check out his store at hammeredlures.myspotify.com. Coyote Sunglasses, get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water. They float, they're polarized, all different styles to fit your pretty little face. Fish Mob Lures, my man Jay Randall, making buzz baits, spinner baits, you name it. He's got a whole array of things, and if it isn't listed on the Facebook page, shoot him a message. Maybe he can make it up for you. Southern Lake Co., awesome apparel, you guys. Uh, Check out southernlakecompany.com. And our newest sponsor, TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Wrap your rods, your reels. They got custom colors, logos, you name it, they got it. Go check out trccovers.com. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. Check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. Oh, that's awesome. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network. Brought to you in part by HuntStand the number one hunting and land management app.